It's a very low barrier to get into the Gronk Squad. That's crazy. We've committed to do the Daily Talk Show for 10 years. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Put it in the calendar. Right, that one in. I'd just like to check the temperature in the room. I told you my squeegee story. It is outrageous. Come on, let's go. It's the Daily Talk Show episode 1014. Happy Monday, everybody. TJ and I had a great weekend. We went uh, and watched some jazz. Oh, scooby doo It was, I mean, what I like about it, it was for um, MTV and Visit Vic. We've been doing yeah. this thing where we go to different events and we do Insta Live stories. Music. Live music. But good excuse. Um, I don't know whether, I think it would be a hard sell if I was like, TJ, do you want to come out with me on Saturday night? Yeah. And watch some jazz. <laughs> For one, the hard sell would be you'd never sell that. So you would do it? If you asked me, yeah, but you okay. wouldn't, you don't do that. I think I could be the guy that does it. So do you think that maybe post-show, post-business, you and I could be catching up Saturday nights to go to, the, to, to see a musical? <laughs> I mean, it would be a bit weird because you're not into that. I love musicals. Musicals, are, yeah, fuck yeah. But that was okay. a- um, so you and I, we Harry went to Potter, a base. We went August. I do that, dude. Fuck okay. yeah, I Perfect. love. I love that. Right. I mean, it ticks a few boxes. Mm-hmm. Saturday nights, like nice and warm in these theaters. Yeah. But but the all the people there for you. There's a lot of boxes it doesn't tick for you, but it ticks a like a an adventurous mm. Josh Jansen. Yeah, but box. even like um, Movida beforehand, we had a uh, espresso martini. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, living on the edge. Yeah. No, I, I, it was, I think a, a, I was sitting there just being like, oh, this is, there's something a bit funny that you're having to do this with me, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, because you don't do it. Like what you're describing mm-hmm. is Jess's Saturday nights. Yeah. She's in the room, but she didn't do that on Saturday night. Uh-huh. Uh, but she that went is- to Faulkner. Okay, cool. As in the suburb. Yes. What's in Faulkner? <laughs> Her friend lives there. Yeah, I guess you'd you'd move out that far if you wanted mm-hmm. a nice house. Yeah, Squat. I believe GB nice was looking suburbs. at Faulkner. Yeah, I mean, it's not, that's, that's, everything's pushing out, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was that was real estate chat. <laughs> yeah, Thanks for having good. us. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'd never heard about Faulkner until GB started talking about Faulkner a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's a, it's a real thing right now. It is great when you hear about a suburb in your own town. And you hold quite highly that you you know that you are well travelled in your own mm-hmm. in your own municipality. Well, you're very good at that. But there's there's guys that are even better. Uh, I found a YouTuber last night that they're called um Geo Freaks or something. Geo Freaks. Uh, I don't know if that's the exact. It's Geo something. And what they I like do? Geo Freaks. Because let me just guess what a Geo Freak is. They're obsessed with. Geography, but to the point where they speak longitude and latitude. Mm-hmm. Like they, they are the guys. Like, where are you? And they won't say the suburb. They'll say mm-hmm. longitude, latitude. So this is how fun is this? So this guy has people send in photos of yeah. them in different random locations. It doesn't have to have like a a um anything you know like a um a big uh, landmark or anything. Yeah, and he has to work out exactly. Where they where they are. Okay. And is he a rat that he's actually just pulling Look the- Look at the metadata? <laughs> no. Yeah, so, okay, he's okay. looking at like, um, you know, the cobblestones or things like- And so, yeah. and there's another guy that he's, he does collabs with. And there is a website you can go to where uh, it will put up a random spot in London mm. 
I wonder if this exists for Melbourne too. I think it probably does. So it uses straight view, random shows you a random straight and you have a map and you have to zoom in and show, click where it is and oh, then that's cool. go next. Um, he's an internet sleuth, mm. essentially. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, very- if he's, I wonder if this person's used this for for good other than just fun. Well, uh, one of them is a taxi taxi driver in London. So, you can imagine, you know, they're very, very good. The rules. No, there's a, there was, I remember mm-hmm. hearing to get past the test as a taxi driver. Yeah. You even need to pay a fee to be an Uber driver in New York City. I remember hearing that. To You have like a, mm-hmm. a license to be in Manhattan. I wonder if they did anything. I guess you, you're not. It's the modern day. An Uber driver in London just has a map. His yeah. phone is up. Well, I think that there was probably more prestige. Or if you think about like um, cab licenses and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily- there oh, over there like as in the um prestigious to be a cab driver yes. in yeah in the old london cabs mm-hmm. i mean even there's a time went to uh, 2012 the back end of right, yeah. the back end of yellow cabs in mm-hmm. new york city mm-hmm. i got in a couple mm-hmm. we went 20 what is it no 2020 2019 did we it definitely didn't go 2020 we you no, and i went 2018 to new york yes and then 19? No, we didn't go we to We went to LA. LA in 2019. But even when we were there, yellow cabs were very yeah. few and far between, other than a Prius. Yeah. Yellow cab Prius. Mm-hmm. And we got you don't think it's You don't think it's the same? Not like the old- Like the Lincoln? I don't know. So like the black cars the Lincoln. Looking, yeah. I know what you're talking about. They're like the classic New York City yellow mm-hmm. cab. Mm-hmm. Gone. Oh, yeah. not as many. Yeah. That'd be tough. Yeah. I mean, uh, there was a huge amount. I think they're still around, obviously. Yeah. Um, but there was, I just remember taking a photo. It must have been the same year, 2012. And it's just at, at traffic lights yeah. and that's all that there is. Yeah. I think there is a bit of, I think that we, you just become a little bit um, blind to it when you're not needing them. I was looking around and I uh-huh. noticed that it's just not there's what less. it was. Okay. And maybe they're gimmicks now. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a few that keep, the, the point being, the cars are very old. Mm-hmm. To have a very old cars on the road is a, is a bit of a pain in the bum, mm-hmm. the bum bum. Um, right, in Singapore, they don't have no no bad cars. They no have the bad no, cars. Yeah, that's yeah. their rule. No bad cars. Uh-huh. It's like the opposite of Cuba. No old cars is mm-hmm. essentially it, it. Like once it gets to a point, they they cut them off. Mm-hmm. And the licenses for cabs there is crazy. I remember you telling me? Yes, yeah, chatting to a cab driver. Mm-hmm. They've just gone into lockdown again. Yeah, I saw four yeah. weeks, dude. Mm-hmm. I that's, mean, that sucks. It's, it's annoying. They didn't have it. They didn't get you know put through the ringer. Mm-hmm. The first time round. Yeah. But it seems like it sucks. Uh, one of the Gronks Instagram just and said, guys, thank you so much for the you know past few years. I've been listening for a long time. Enjoy the last couple of weeks. That's nice. Enjoy it. That's nice. Um, and so I think that that's a good- Enjoy it, Jess. Reminder. Yeah, just, just take it. it all in. Um, we, we got, we've, we've received heaps of lovely Emails. messages. Yeah. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com. Yeah. See, it worked. Yeah. Uh, Rach, thank you. We got one from Charlotte, which was lovely. There's heaps. Yeah. We'll go, we'll actually have, maybe let's do that tomorrow. We'll read out a couple, like let's do a a couple. But we did have a couple of questions. So uh, Josh and Jordan both had the question. Yeah. And and I think that Jordan is actually Josh. (laughs) As in Josh. created a new email address for Josh. Josh. No, no, Josh. (laughs) Josh. Um, Jordan, yeah. So Jordan said, Oh no, he's the two emails. He wants to know the um, 
He wants a spreadsheet. He wants the spreadsheet of all the items. I don't think Jordan items. sent. I think the first one was a YouTube comment. That's right. That's right. But the uh, but Josh is a great uh, wedding celebrant. He used okay, to do a bunch yep. of radio stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yep. um, would would you let him marry you? Is he that good? Yeah. And and you're not even thinking he, about getting the, married. The, the the annoying bit is he would have better hair because he's has a real <laughs> sharp sharp haircut. Not hard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, real sharp haircut. Real yeah, sharp yeah. haircut. Do you know? Sorry, um, just before we get to Josh Withers' uh-huh. question. Yeah. I am getting targeted for hair replacement therapy. It's even uh-huh. like um, it's not in, not hair, it's not the pills. It's the implants. Yeah, sure. Do you know why? Because I like watching the recovery story. <laughs> <laughs> so you have the guy, and he's like, "Here I, you know, here I am," and. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, balding and, and then they're taking it from his asshole and putting it into his forehead. You know, like they repl- they take it from the back of your head. Yes. And then they implant them hair mm-hmm. by hair. And it, it, it it's crazy that your hair, if it's good at the back, mm-hmm. will fucking grow up top. Yeah. It's crazy. Can, do you this get the- is, this is, it gives me as much joy as when I was a kid and they used to give you the, the seeds of grass and you'd put it into mm-hmm. wet tissue yeah, and it'll grow on your wet, on your bedside table. I'd, mm-hmm. I was so happy well, when I watched shit growing in I your love room. watching the stories of dudes who have got their hair mm-hmm. put up front and now they're just fucking happy, happy. about it. Well, that's nice. There's real great case studies. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm not the guy that needs it, mm-hmm. but I love the case study, so I'm getting targeted. Oh, that's nice. It, better, it seems better um, <laughs> doing it that way than taking some sort of medication that's going to um, change your hormones or something. Wouldn't want that. Yeah. It's Wouldn't just, want it. Yeah. But it work, It seems like it works. Uh-huh. Long, long road though. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. Um, so, a question. Yeah. So, Josh has said, hey, guys, something you haven't covered yet in regards to stopping the show. Why? Mm-hmm. Is why? That's the question. Yeah. What we haven't covered is why. Which we may have covered. You may have been doing your hair while you while we said it. <laughs> no, no, I think well, the, uh, multiple people. So it gets blended. I think we yeah, did yeah. a few episodes where we mm-hmm. sort of talked about it. Mm-hmm. And the first episode we talked about the daily talk show stopping. We didn't mention the big media company stopping. Mm-hmm. We did another episode. We talked about big media company stopping, which what is very highly attached to the yeah. daily talk show. So if you just listen to one and then got caught a bit, you know, it might. It might not be clear. But also think about like, I think there is a tendency to want want to um, simplify things. So imagine someone gets a divorce and you're like, why? C-U-N-T. Um, no, but so things could be complicated. It could be like, oh, you know, I love my partner, but there's this thing or that. Like it can be- Yeah, they it's, want, it's not someone, simple, right? Someone wants simple to, is someone you're wants a C-U-N-T like, and I hate it. Or him. yeah, I just fell out of love. Or like maybe like- Maybe it wasn't that. Maybe there was all this other thing. But um, no, so I think that that's why I think that we um, uh, don't want to try and give some sort of pithy answer. Pithy? Pithy. I think that is like a pithy answer, like a small, concise answer uh, when it's not as simple as that. Yeah. Um, For me, I think it's just a feeling of burnout that I have. Mm-hmm. I think that just from a mental health perspective, feeling pretty run down, uh, I definitely felt the responsibility of the business, the podcast, all of that sort of thing. Mm. And so for me, uh, I think I also love change too. And so put that in with 
not feeling like, you know, I think we've um, done some great things. Mm. I think I had to make the decision for me personally that it's like, you know, to stop. Mm. Is that a, is, is that a fair? That's a pithy answer. Yeah. 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 But it does <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. it does it because yeah. it, because then you say, okay, well, what do you, you got to do something? No, you because gotta... I think optically it mm-hmm. might look like it's working. Mm-hmm. Because and and the thing you learn about stopping something while there is traction or it is learn uh, working mm-hmm. is that it can then be like well why would you stop yeah and so because there's in, internal metrics external metrics and so mm-hmm. if the internal metric isn't one of success but the external one is working in one area it's not making a shitload of money but there's mm-hmm. people listening there's people that care. Then it's like it, that's the confusement, mm-hmm. and we and do we only ever stop things when we've fucking had both fall to pieces internally and externally, mm-hmm. and so I think it's probably a bit more likely that people stop things when both are fucked. Mm-hmm. They feel shit about it, and externally it's not working, and they're like, "I'm throwing the towel in." Mm-hmm. But I think that we um we we did a bunch of it. Like you need to work out when the right time is to quit. Mm. Um, but I think part of it too for you and I was realizing that there were common themes that would constantly come up in regards to like um, a lack of focus too. With us doing BMC and the Daily Talk Show, when we started, we wanted the Daily Talk Show to be the thing. By doing all of the client work, um, which you know was rewarding in, in its own way, yeah. I definitely always felt... Uh, a lack of focus. Like I felt like we sort of had the, like we were sort of running multiple businesses at Mm. once. And Mm. so I think a fair consideration or a fair argument someone would make would be like, well, why don't you just stop this thing and start the other thing? But I think that um, Mm. my perspective is uh, nothing is permanent. Like, so there's obviously permanent things to what you, um, when you do things, but there's also like, when you build stuff on relationships, when you have relationships, uh, those things don't just go away. And so you and I will, you know, potentially mm. work together. Jess will, you know, potentially work with it. Like there's George, there's all there's opportunities for us to still do things and mm. and um, test things out. But yeah, for me personally, I was like looking ahead at the next few years, and then I thought, okay what's the likelihood that it's going to be less stressful than what it is now? And I made the call that unless there was huge, huge wins that were completely out of control, out of out of control, it would be a lot harder. And then I think, I think that from a, um, from my perspective, I, I, I wasn't up for it. Mm. Yeah. It's like um, the, the thing that will be consistent is a bunch of pain. In, mm-hmm. in in growth in all the areas, yeah, at different times. And are you up for that? Uh, you know, are we up for that? And so, um, because you can do it a different way. Not to say there's no pain in it. Like mm-hmm. do this other thing. Won't be any pain. The other thing I was thinking is you never actually arrive. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think. So the goal you can fucking arrive in Paris. It's probably not a good analogy. Because you can't travel, you know. No, I think that's a good. If you, yeah. yeah, you can't actually travel. Travel bubble. We're closed until fucking uh-huh. next year or something. But um, the point is, if you think this is the end, it is of one thing. Mm-hmm. But if life is the fucking 
the mission. Yeah. You like that's all everybody has is there. It's the infinite game thing, right? Like it's, it doesn't feel like, um, uh, Pete Shepard sent me a great uh, blog post by Seth Godin. Oh, I was going to say, hoping it was his blog post. Yeah. A great blog post by him. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's like- um, Seth sends his blogs to anybody. Definitely. He's like, yeah, here's some inspo. No, but he, he has a great uh, post where it's called something like 32 years of projects. And I think he might update it regularly, but he, um, he puts every project that he's worked on over the past 30 odd years. What does a project look like? So, it could be writing a book. It could be starting a software company. Um, and so, that resonated with me, which is like- How, how, how uh, you know, specific does he get with his projects? Yeah, like what do you mean? Like yeah, like the, he he'll say he'll say what the book is or oh I know, no, but like it, it, is there a lot or is there a little? There's probably is uh, it like it feels like maybe there's one a year. Out back. No, it's probably like one a year. Okay, type so of it's thing. so they're work related, yeah, like they're career kinda, sort of stuff. Okay, yeah, gotcha, but, gotcha. Yeah, and but I think that that's where things. I definitely love the the project type of thing, mm. but also like yeah, the thing is that um, the daily talk show, whilst it's finishing up whilst BMC's finishing up, all of these things, like it doesn't mm. mean, it's not like um, you close the door and all of the learning and the impact and everything stays there. That goes with everyone else. And so the exciting thing is that, um, you know, our next pro, like whatever we decide to do as individuals, whatever George decides to do, whatever Jess, whatever Mason, like everyone that's been a part of the journey has come out of it better than when they started. Yeah. And so from a why perspective, it's it's like a super personal, I think, which is I think when you're in a partnership, it's hard because you are trying to so I can't give I can't give an answer for for you mm. because it's so different. And so I think that that's part of the difficulty where we're trying to work it out. It's like, okay, like everyone go like many people like so one observation is uh highly successful people that i know that have reached out to us it's congratulations let me know if you need anything it's very simple like that mm. there's 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 another another group which is like i think they're still in they're still trying to find the thing which is completely relevant and like is a is a is a thought process, which is like, what are you doing next? What, like, it gets very practical. What happens with this? What happens with that? What happens? And, um, and I, I just think, I just find it interesting how uh, different perspectives people have when they're in different parts of their careers. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially, I think people who are in the midst of building something would definitely, they're in the um, problem solving mode. Which is natural. I think that that's potentially an area that you and I have been in for the last three years. It's mm. every um, quitting isn't necessarily an, an option. And so, it's like, okay, well, how do you solve this? How do you solve that? Um, whereas I think um, there's, there's a version which is stripping it all down, removing the noise. You know how you, you, I uh, mentioned the destru- creativity is destruction or yeah, whatever? Yeah. Uh, Picasso said that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, like, I Googled it. I'm like- I definitely didn't make this up. It's definitely a thought that's been out there for a while. Um, so yeah, what did Picasso, Picasso ever do? If I can, <laughs> some, some nice stuff. Was Picasso the sicko as well? Don't know. Behind the scenes? 
No idea. One, of, one of them. One of them was a real sicko. Yeah. Uh, any <laughs> different, other, time, yeah, different time. Yeah, yeah. Different time. Any know? other thoughts on why? Um. No. No, I think that, I think there's like, yeah, you, you touched on it all. Mm. Like partnership. The other thing too on on partnerships, I think specifically is they're definitely a different beast. So it's like there is a consideration with like big decisions and all of that type of thing run differently when you're in a partnership. Mm. And sometimes that works well. So I think that the reason we had a lot of our success was because of the partnership. But then there's the difficult decisions are harder as well within partnerships. Um, yeah, it's a, this is my first partnership. I think the- um, <laughs> My last partnership. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that there's- My last ship, I now do <laughs> yeah. speedboats. Um, Solo yeah, yeah, operated. Yeah. A jet ski. You're a jet ski guy. <laughs> um, no, Fuck but the, yeah, turbocharged. Yeah. No, but I, I think that the thing is um, I personally feel like I've- I'm always thinking about you as well. Like if, if that may, like whenever a decision's made, it's not this thing of like, I'm doing whatever's best for me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and whilst everyone in the end, you've got to do what's best for you personally, there's always a consideration as well. And mm. so I think that that's a interesting element to something like this where it's like, um, I, th- I mentioned it last week. It's like thinking through everyone's, plan and knowing that even for like what you and I have spoken about in regards to, you know, not, not necessarily work-life balance, but mm. being there as a parent and all, all that sort of thing. I think that there's a, a clearer version of that in the future version where you're going now versus having 25 staff and being, or, or having eight staff and being on the tools and stressing about mm. cash flow. Yeah. I mean the the reality is, um, you we how many times have we workshopped other ideas of what the future will look like, mm-hmm. and when you then both can't get to an understanding of what another version of the future could look like, mm-hmm. that's where that's exactly what happened. Yeah, then it's like we you talk through what it looks like to stop, and then you're like, not necessarily answered the the question, but mm-hmm. it's the only one that makes sense. Yeah. Which that's exactly what happened. I think the other thing too is my default is a, is doing stuff that doesn't necessarily connect that well to financial outcomes. But they, I think they are outcomes that lead to, for me anyway, a richer life and creative and fulfillment and all that sort of thing. And the hard thing is that when you are, when you have a beast that's a business, I think that just naturally you get you can paint yourself into a corner where you can only make decisions that are financial. So for instance, like the daily talk show was sort of our love project or the thing that we were Mm. comfortable not making money on. But as the guy who always says, Oh, I want to do documentary and all that sort of thing in the current capacity, Mm. I couldn't take, I can't take on another risk. I couldn't say to us, Oh, you know what? Like let's, and I tried, like I, I think that I sort of tested the waters Mm. a bunch on that, which is like, Oh, let's, try and do an original doco stuff, mm, you know, stuff mm. and, and, and sell it. But it's like you then, when you look at the business and this is where we had the struggle in the early days is it's all weighted on dream future. Like, you know, mm. it's, it's not connected to a financial outcome. Mm. And whilst as an individual, 
I could actually do a few years of a project where it's like I'm making minimum wage doing freelance stuff to give me the capacity to have a really big swing at an original mm. piece. Which isn't this. And yeah. so, that, that's the thing. I, but the also, for anyone who thinks that there is like the doco thing for you, mm-hmm. it's like there is um, a lot of benefit that comes from landing somewhere else because mm-hmm. just the way you think it needs to be doesn't actually end up always being the way mm-hmm. uh, that you'll get there. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, for example, you, you do this, learn from, you know, you learn, whatever you're doing, you're learning. Mm-hmm. So if you if if someone says oh, do, oh you shouldn't do a partnership mm-hmm. because they got burnt or it ended bad you know whatever it's like fucking do the partnership mm-hmm. <laughs> just do it yeah because you whatever happens you lose money you're in de- like whatever that version is is the version you need to go through mm-hmm. yeah it's trying to work out uh, why like in general like why are you doing something mm. um. And I think that the the feeling that I've had is that we've been in a fight or flight um, position where it's um, it's, exhil- it's exhilarating because it's uh, we're constantly problem solving and trying to make mm. things work. And when things are working and things are happening, like it can be very exciting. But there's also um, there's also an, an element of it uh, not comparing. My, uh, us to Elon Musk, but imagine what no, fucking Elon. Imagine like you just fucking you can go down the route of getting a bit fucking puffy, a bit sick, <laughs> a bit you know because it's like it's just this. And and the thing is that for me, it only takes like a few days of not like sleeping right for me to feel fucked. Mm. Um, and you don't wake up a billionaire, yeah, which is yeah, a bit annoying. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if you could um, just you know wake up a billionaire, yeah, and then quit and then spend your money on something. Mm-hmm. But it's not, I think the other thing too is it's not about like, it's definitely not the starving artist thing. For me, it's actually mm. closer to, when I mentioned the minimum wage thing, it's actually more um, a process of minimalism plus putting your, um, uh, putting your efforts into things that you believe in. Mm. Um, and I think that that's what we did. I think we did that for three years and we got to this, Episode 1000 milestone. There's plenty of people who have a job, have a creative project on the side and mm. are happy with that. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's, that's, that's the, the tricky bit is when you look at someone else and think, ah, oh, they've got this, they've got that. And mm-hmm. I want to be, you know, it's in the same the space as mine. Like yeah. that's all it is. That's mm-hmm. all, that's all that, where that pain comes from. But it's even, I think that the, um, my view on say becoming a YouTuber which I remember three years ago, that was for us one of the considerations on maybe becoming a YouTuber. I think that what we've learned through this is a lot in regards to what, like the expectations are very well set around what that actually is, what the pain is. Look at, uh, you know, Gronks like Cam Shand, who has just been consistent and, you know, he's able to, he's got an IT job. He's able to sort of find that balance. And I think Mm. that that works um, really well for a lot of people. Mm. Um, and so, I think that the- Oh, it, you know, but they say if you bloody find what you love and you never do work it every it, day, yeah. you, you won't work another day in your life. <laughs> <laughs> that piece of advice is like, who, and then who Jerry Seinfeld says, 
Yeah, but then you'll you'll never have another day off in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so there, and so, yeah, there is a version of you got another job. You've got a job. Mm-hmm. You make a bit of money, but then you get to do your thing that you love. Mm. And then it might turn into it. That's the thing. It might turn into. It's weird because when it is your job, you know what that feels like. Mm. Take any job you've ever had. And what's a hard time in it, not that every moment will be hard. You'll probably have a lot more enjoyment doing the thing that you're passionate about every day for your job. But that doesn't remove stress, anxiety, pressure. It doesn't remove any of the human experience that is had in most things in life. Mm. There's also something I think that when you're on the um, in the marathon and you're like you're nonstop, there's a point where cognitively- I haven't run a marathon, but it's sort of well, just sort didn't of Didn't you do one in a fucking rickshaw or something? Didn't oh, you no, assist yeah, I filmed, Jules London doing Jules a marathon? Do a marathon. Yeah, well, he yeah, couldn't yeah. have done that without you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. No, he wouldn't so have So, you ran filmed. a marathon. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, there was a point where he was doing it and we had a little pub lunch <laughs> in London. Lunch. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was in like little green peas and mashed peas. <laughs> Floating pie. I love mashed. Do you like mashed peas, by the way? Mashed peas. Mashed peas with a bit of mint. Not really. I can imagine Jess like it. Jess, do you like mashed peas with? You don't. No. no. Oh my goodness. No, they're not. Look that at the great. shit that she eats. For she has turkey mince. Turkey boy. <laughs> <laughs> Little turkey turkey number. But, yeah, no, but that's lean. That she's getting the macros out of it that she uh-huh. needs. Yeah. Protein, fiber, yeah. uh-huh. some you know fibrous carbohydrate. But anyway, the thing is that like when you're on the run, when you're doing all of that sort of thing, it's um, I think that you can lose perspective. On, on something. So it's like you're um you're just thinking about, okay, one step ahead or whatever it is. And and I think that what we're almost doing is it's it's saying, okay, you could be planning where the run is next or like, okay, which direction you're going to go into. But I think the question that I want to ask is it's like, oh, is running the best way to get there? Is there another could I jump on a bike? And mm-hmm. um and when well, you take any metaphor about mm-hmm. success that mm-hmm. you've heard, you know, uh, um, Olympic, you know, marathon runners aren't not in pain. Mm-hmm. It's what, where you put it. It's where, where you, you put, put it. Pain. That's what Seth says. Yeah. And so everything has pain. Mm-hmm. Do you want to push through that pain? If the answer is no, that's okay too. I'm not up for pushing through the pain mm-hmm. of, of this endeavor, mm-hmm. which is also cool. Yeah. Because, and it because doesn't take it. I think that the thing is that it doesn't. Um, the beauty of I think where we are as individuals um, is that we're proud of. Like this isn't like trying to create some sort of story or whatever. But like I'm proud. Like mm. I'm proud of what we've done. I don't feel the. Um, yeah, I don't feel that energy of disappointment. Mm. I'm um, because I know that it's like that whole mask thing. You know, fucking put on your mask before you help people or whatever it's this is what we're trying to do and then we'll be able to come back and do something cooler or not or just completely like be off the grid live on stanley Mm. you should at least go there have you ever been there yeah it's beautiful i I watched the mask on the weekend remember that film no jess the mask somebody stop me is that jim carrey yeah it's i mean there's so many classic carrey's got a few struggles you yeah. As long as I'm around, you're always the second best. Uh, when I think of the mask, <laughs> I think purple and green. Suit. Um, is it purple and green? Green. The face is green, yes. Mm-hmm. 
He wears all these colourful suits, yellow suits. Mm-hmm. He's so good, Jim Carrey. So good. He's not Sh- everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. Shards of Sunset starts back tonight. A also, horrible TV show. It looks like it's fucking 40 years old. Well, not the new season. It's just no, I actually just looked at the season. It no, looks really, tacky. Yeah. It's rude. <laughs> um, but also, I'm um, The Hills, New Beginnings, season two is back as well. Uh, that's real people. That's the real s- Hills people, like Spencer and- Yeah, Spino Shars of Sunset are real people too. No, but as in that it's not some- Reboot. No, no. It's the like Hills is a fucking show that we watch when we're teenagers. But Shars have had 10 seasons or nine seasons. Yeah. yeah. Shards of Sunset have been around for a long time, but the um, yeah, the new beginnings are interesting because it's just the first episode is them coming back. Who the hills? This is yeah, the, yeah, hills. the hills. Yeah, the um, hills. I follow Spencer Pratt. Yeah, poor guy, Crystal Boy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's yeah. charging. Yeah, he's yeah. got something up his yeah. ass, and it's probably yeah. a jade egg. I could really relate to him though because <laughs> he um he rocks up, and he's wearing like. He's got his like real nice clothes on that he wears, but it's a bit tacky. And then he's got this like hemp wear. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a um what would it call, like a rug over him. Oh yeah. I said oh, I said to Bray, I'm like I think he's doing that because he's put on a little bit of weight. And sure <laughs> and sure enough, he's like um they they had a ceremony where it's like you put in um something into the ground so you can like let it free. They use some of the. Um, Put jagged smoky stuff. You know what's the smoky stuff like? Um, that you do around your house. Not time. Um, something uh, burning the like midnight inc- oil. Incense <laughs> no, no, no. sort of stuff. Uh, what is it called, Jesse? When you light that stick of sage. Sage, sage. Got it. Um, yeah, they would do this uh, sort of a sage yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, everyone was going around, and Spencer put in a um, a pie. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of pie? Is it pot pie or something? Is some sort of pot pie? But he's. He said it like it was 240 or something pounds he wanted to get down to what yeah, it was, which yeah, is 170, which, yeah, no which, um, he's put on 30k. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but he, um, but it was, but it was interesting seeing everyone getting back Audrina's sort of, um, uh, she just completely isolated during COVID, like didn't see anyone. She was sort of feeling Good a bit down. They got a bunch of money, yeah. these people from the years. Yeah. Um, Spencer is one guy that will get back to you on Instagram if you message him. Oh, really? Yeah. My mate talks to him. Of course. Fitzy, just oh, fucking really? Fitzy's obsessed with that whole thing. Oh, that's funny. And writes them, there's someone mm-hmm. else in the hills. Rod Stewart's son, <laughs> Sean, is on the series. Is he? Yeah. Also Pamela Anderson's Anderson's uh son. Really? Yeah. It's a it's a good cast. But if you if <laughs> what, you just want to disconnect. Like, were they a part of it? Uh no, so they came with the new beginning stuff, some people came into it. You know, the chick that was um the actor actor on um the OC, what was yes, her name? Mish- Misha Barton. Misha Barton. Yeah. So she she was in New Beginning, so she came on the hills, which is a little sort of weird, right? Like it's a- Well, because um, the, the OC was a television, like actors. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the hills was but, like based on- Yeah, like, it was like So the, Laguna was the yeah, yeah, yeah. reality version. Um, yeah. What's she like? And she was really nice, but um, Spencer's sister is pretty fucking out there. In what way? Stephanie Pratt. Just um, real nasty piece of work, I think. <laughs> but uh, I haven't seen uh, Whitney. She's not in this new season yet. And that wish is that she's the uh, the one with Timmy, her husband with the kid's name. Um, and they do the reaction videos. <laughs> you'd, ne- you'd need a bunch of cash to come back. Or mm-hmm. you've got to be desperate yeah, for it. Yeah. Hopefully they made a bunch of cash. Yeah. Well, I think that that's what happened. I think that sort of what I got from Pam Anderson's son was that life was like, 
he was kicking goals because he'd just done the hills. Okay. Like he just did the first new beginning season and then they went into lockdown and then all all of his, you know, DJing work or whatever he does dried up. Jeez. Anyway. What a time to be alive, huh? Hi at the dailytalkshow.com. Any more questions? We'll uh, keep them coming because <laughs> we'll answer them. Yeah. And if we haven't answered why? <laughs> so, I don't yeah, I, yeah. I haven't got much Jess, have we answered why? She's um, she hasn't got she, the mic on. Uh, but she's she. she I can't hear her because she's got, she hasn't got the mic on. Mic. Okay, right. she doesn't want to talk. Why? She doesn't thumbs want to answer up, that. Thumbs up. <laughs> she's done. <laughs> she's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Have yeah. a good one, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. See you guys.